scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Bustler, but everybody else in between throwing it down. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Two words to describe the National Football League today. Blood bath. Week two carnage across the board. Multiple major injuries on both sides of the football in both conferences. The New York Giants fear that Saquon Barkley could be done for the year. A torn ACL. Nick Bosa, same fate, same injury. Um, the damage uh, not done there. Jimmy G, high ankle sprain. Uh, he's going to be out for a couple of weeks. Raheem Mostert's going to be out for a couple of weeks. Nick Mullins going to get the start. Good thing for them. They're playing the New York football giants, if we want to call them uh, the football uh, giants. No moral victories in the professional uh, football world. New York Giants uh, did cover the point spread, and as they do say, uh, in Las Vegas and Sin City, good teams win, great teams cover. And uh, the San Francisco 49ers covered, nevertheless, even though uh, it was a bloodbath and carnage uh, for them. They weren't the only ones. The Denver Broncos lose their starting quarterback, Drew Locke. He's going to be out for two to six, uh, at least uh, weeks and not uh, months. Uh, Denver Broncos also lost uh, the football game, but they also covered the point spread. Tyrod Taylor was a uh, last-second late scratch with uh, chest pains. And uh, he's going to have chest pains moving forward because he basically just lost his job. Justin Herbert steps up and in and nearly uh, beats the Kansas City Chiefs. A questionable decision by Anthony Lynn, although it would have been a ballsy-ass decision uh, by Anthony Lynn to actually go for it on his own 34-yard line. But you're playing the Kansas City Chiefs, and you got to play to win. And the Kansas City Chiefs dodge a couple of bullets and win the football game. Speaking of dodging bullets, Mike McCarthy dodges an 0-2 start. In the big D is the Dallas Cowboys bang back from multiple multiple double-digit deficits. And Dallas shocks the Atlanta Falcons, who once again blow a double-digit lead. Dan Quinn once again on the wrong side of a collapse. And uh, the Atlanta Falcons, uh, no doubt, are on the clock uh, right now. Arthur Blank, uh, no doubt, less than impressed. Betters were less than impressed with Pete Carroll's late uh, game-time decisions uh, tonight. He dodges a bullet. They survive. Denver gets their heart torn out by the Lakers and AD Sports Rage late night. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. I'm a rageaholic. <laughs> I just can't live without Rage Hall. <laughs> Portrait's late night. Spent your rage. I am Gabriel Morenci. Uh, shout out to everybody uh, tuning in. Shout out to all the Rageaholics, our radio affiliates this evening. Um, shout out to the Mightier 1090, San Diego, SoCal, San Diego, and uh, Los Angeles in the house. Shout out to Shell Dog kicking it uh, right now uh, in Los Angeles. We've got Germany. In the house, we've got Vancouver, we've got Chicago, we've got everybody uh, in between, and uh, we're now joined by a man uh, from Florida, ESPN, 
ESPN Radio of Florida, but uh, via the New England area. And, um, you know, I don't know what it is with Pete Carroll, uh, Pete Shepard, and we appreciate you joining us, but I don't know what it is with Pete Carroll when this uh, this dude needs a yard, why he insists on throwing the football against the New England Patriots. Nearly came back to beat him. My, uh, my, my deal at the end here is I tweeted out before, you know they're running with Cam. Uh, Chris Caldwell said, you know they're going to run the football with Cam. Russell Wilson said after the game, we all knew they were going to run the ball with Cam. They probably should have mixed it up a little bit at the end, shouldn't have. Uh, the hell of a football game. Pete Shepard, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. How you doing, Pete? That is not Pete. All right, we'll uh, we'll reconnect. Uh, <laughs> we'll reconnect uh, with uh, with Pete. Um, yeah, like I said, and I was told Pete was just uh, in the batter's box and uh, ready to go. Uh, so, um, you know, keep me informed uh, in master control. But um, after all that, after all that, you know, we all knew they were going to run the ball with Cam Newton, right? And and then they do, you know, the, earlier in the game, they did the little, like, you know, the fake run and they threw the football. I thought they could have come up with something like that. It was just too simple. It was it was just too simple. It was it was too simplified, you know, that everyone in everyone watching basically knew, all right, they're gonna run the ball with Cam Newton here. And, you know, you run the ball with Cam Newton fine, but you ran the ball like right up the middle with him. And Seattle basically was all in that that's what you were gonna do. You figure as well from the two yard line, but this is the problem when you get into the shotgun stuff. And I've always hated that. I've always hated that stuff, man. Like when you need a yard and then suddenly your quarterback is like six yards behind, like from the yard that you need. It's like, guys, we just turned like a one-yard deal into like a five-yard deal. I, I, um, you just figure that Josh McDaniels and and Bill Belichick, especially Bill, who's the king of like the opposite, and I believe we've got Pete here. You know, I'm just surprised that everybody knew. We all knew that they were going to run with Cam Newton. They run it up the middle. And I'm surprised that Belichick and Josh McDaniels, who are sort of the king of doing the exact opposite of what you think uh, they're going to do, just ran a basic play right up the middle with Cam Newton like that. How you doing, Pete? Gabe, you're the man. You know, it's something we talked about on my show on Friday. And what we, we brought up about offensive coordinators trying to be cute and outthink themselves. Um, fine. I, I, I just, you know, you want, to ran, you want to run Cam in that situation. I got no problem with it. However, sp- sp- give me somebody in motion. Give me, give me three receivers spread out a little bit. Give me four or five. Something. That was, I was absolutely apoplectic, flabbergasted, pissed beyond belief that Josh McDaniels would be so unimaginative in that situation. Off off the chart, incredibly horrible play call. I blame him. I blame him. It was an incredibly entertaining game. Uh, I was telling friends that was a, a nice little party tonight, as we usually are around here in Southwest Florida on Sunday. <laughs> they have a lot of Patriot people down here. But, you know, you know it is. I'm like you. You know, but and I, when they were down by two, I said, look, hang on, you know, relax. We got three timeouts. There's a, there's a two-minute warning left. I said, I'm telling you. I said, I got a feeling. Just come right down to the wire. And it did. I just, I was just stunned and 
pissed at Josh McDaniels for calling that play. Spread it out a little bit. Get, if you want to run them, okay, run them. But spread the other. Everybody knew it was coming. Look at look at the formation. Slow it down and watch the DBR like I already have for 10,000 times already. They had no chance on that play. Zero. Yeah. yeah and, and like you said, it was basically like everybody. And I, you know, and I know we lost you just as you, you were stepping in here. And I'll get to Pete Carroll in a yeah. second. But Chris Collinsworth says, well, they're going to run Cam here. Russell Wilson said after the game, well, on the sidelines, we all knew they were going to run Cam here. Like, everybody knew. Like, and, and for the love of God, I don't understand. Like, a bootleg, a misdirection. Uh, you know, setting up, Setting up in a wildcat. And I hate that as well when you need a yard or two, and then suddenly you're in a shotgun, and suddenly you need six or seven yards. It's like, guys, you're making this more difficult than it has to be. You've got a monster quarterback here that can blast forward. I just would have plowed right in, man. I would have went under center and plowed right in or, or come up. But it's just amazing. Yeah. Like you said, the McDaniels, who's the so-called genius, and this isn't on Cam Newton, man. This guy laid his heart out there tonight. Yep, and yep. Comes all the way back, and you know you know, he's not going to say, no, no, you know, he's going to run the play that he's told, and he's going to try to run through everybody. But they should have given him something to work with. And, you know, I know a lot of you know people in Boston probably raised their eyebrows when, when, when Cam Newton was signed, but what a hero he could have been and still should be. It was a hell of a performance uh, from him, but I'm just amazed. And it's amazing to me, Pete, though. Belichick, listen, he's a genius. Without a doubt, we give him all that. But at the same point in time, like if you look over the years, some of the weird things that he's done late in games, Nick Saban, I remember Nick Saban and Urban Meyer, man, and one of those when Dwayne Haskins in a sugar bowl. It was like who they were yeah. both trying to lose in the last four or five minutes. You know what I mean? Yep. Pete Carroll, he needs a yard uh, against the Patriots again, uh, and he throws the uh, ball again. And then it nearly cost him. Can you believe we this? We sat there. What yeah, the hell's wrong we, with these we, people? We we sat there. I was sitting next to a uh, former uh, a bunch of people around here that I live with here in Southwest Florida. And he, he's a former professional athlete, pitched for the St. Louis Cardinals. I won't say his name. Uh, but we're all sitting there going, and it was certain one. And and I'm saying, I mean, they, they could just have Russell take a knee for God's sakes, and then you know force the Patriots to at least call a timeout. Any anything but throw the ball. I, I couldn't forget just a screen pass. I'm throwing any deep. other coach Pete, that I, does I, that. I, Imagine Adam Gase does that, or Jason Garrett did that. They'd be like, oh, you got to fire him. Like, oh, you you, you you don't run the ball. Yeah. Pete Carroll gets a free pass. Not even really brought up after the game. Oh, by the way, Pete, thanks for nearly giving the game away. I, I can't – I couldn't believe – actually, I should – that Collinsworth, that Chris didn't say – I mean, it was like it was like an afterthought. They should have ripped his ass. Like, you can't believe. Yeah. Meanwhile, I got to watch a little Collinsworth who I hate. And then, and then I got to watch a, a highlight of a little Collinsworth who I can't stand who gets a job from nepotism sitting on the sideline. Waiting to, you know, talk about some other crap he's going to talk about. He wouldn't have a job. He never went through the rural. Anyway, that's another story for another time. But I was well, That left a bad taste in my mouth, too. I, I thought that was a bad look. Yeah, they, let, let's go to my son down there while he jokes and fixes right, his hair. Yeah, let's go. Give me a break. <laughs> yeah, how, how did my son get to ESPN? Oh, I don't know. Did he work his way up? Did he work his way up to Brooklyn? No, no, no. My dad's Chris Collinsworth. Mediocre broadcaster at best. I loved him as a player back with the Bengals back in the day. Don't get me wrong, but please. Uh, but that was a, that was one of the dumbest things by Pete Carroll. It was almost dumber. 
you know, people forget in the Super Bowl and everything else, but they, if, 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 if you look at the numbers that year, and I know it's a Super Bowl, but they ran that play four or five times, the one where Butler, Butler is, why, why they didn't do that to him, because Marshawn Lynch got stopped that year, like four straight times in that same play. And uh, so I kind of get it. This was, this was to me, inexcusable. Um, how they, how they, how they, it doesn't matter. Run Russell Wilson up the middle, force the Patriots to call that timeout. Just stupid. They were very lucky tonight. Think about that. I know you have Russell Wilson, you have Cam Newton, and think about how both coaching staffs like managed to screw it up. Like Seattle won like by by a miracle at the end. Like it's it's crazy that New England didn't score. The only reason New England didn't score is because somehow the greatest coaching staff in the history of football goes vanilla and runs a play that every every drunk guy in America knows they're about to run. All right, we'll take a quick break. No, with you, uh, Pete Shepard on the other side. Sportrate Late Night continues again. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. My name's Bobby and I am an addict. Hey, Bobby. Hi, Bobby. Hi, Bobby. You know, you folks aren't here because you're gamblers. You are here because you are terrible gamblers. Hey, Bobby. These folks don't need to stop doing what they're doing. They just need to get better okay. at it. Sports Rage Late Night yep. continues. Thank you, Bobby Riggs. We're trying to get better at it. You know what? We actually crushed it uh, tonight. 7-0, and Sunday night uh, football, four props. Uh, actually, 9-0 and when you consider our Moneyline parlays from earlier in the day. And uh, we went 4-1 and in the basketball game uh, this evening. We'll get to a little bit uh, later on. So it was an 11-1 and uh, end uh, to the night. I had so many bets today, Pete. This is pretty crazy. <laughs> I don't know if I should be proud of this or not. But you know what my record was today? 31-16. and 31 and oh, 16. That's <laughs> See, I'm like, a, I'm, like a, I'm like a. I should know, Pete. Let me main... just quickly say, yeah. I had seven top yeah. 20 golf props uh, as well, so it wasn't all football. <laughs> so I made those the other day, right? Those, those, but those bets came in today. But yeah, I literally went 31 and 16 today with all the picks and props. See, here's here's what I like to do, which is I don't know if it's a smart thing to do, but I, I've had very success um, doing it. I love doing like these nine, 10 game teasers and you get like 14 points, whether it's total or the line. And I do well with them. And it, it and especially with the NFL, especially college, sometimes it can, you, you go, Oh my God, I thought hey, it was hey, a short winner. Crazy. But, but I, man, I, I, I had a, I had a nice day today. I had three of them and I won on all three. So not, nice not, job. I, don't, I don't, I'm not a professional. I'm not a professional like you. I don't, I, you know, oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's fun. It's, 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 a, it's a fun thing. And I hate, and I hate to say it. Cause I told you Friday, I had a, I took I took the Seahawks minus four. I all I and all I cared about was it being a competitive game, right down <laughs> to the end. And that's all I that's all I cared about. It was a competitive game, and it was it was great. And uh, you got no problem betting. I, I, I told you Friday. That, no, 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 I mean, you, you can't yeah. do you, you. No, you got to do head heart. I mean, I wish this game was played like around week nine or ten. 
But I'll tell you this. Do not underestimate the New England Patriots the rest of the way. They are, they are going to keep getting better and better. And uh, I think this was a strong test tonight. I know on the road, I know the number 12, the stupid fans weren't there in, in Seattle. But <laughs> I thought it was a hell of a character game by the Patriots to respond the way they did. And they're, they're going to be tough. Your Buffalo Bills are going to be for, I mean, they should have never let Miami oh, yeah. come back the way they did right. today. Anybody that thought, <laughs> any, anybody that thought that, uh, you know, the Patriots are done or anything like that. And, you know, tonight was almost good in a sense for the Patriots that they saw Cam Newton can run a no huddle offense. You know, they can come back. Like, you know, if to me, it's one of these deals like McDaniels and Belichick should almost apologize to the team after the game and say, good job, guys. You know, we 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 let you down at the end uh, there. Very dangerous football team. Cam Newton's exceeding all expectations, all expectations so far. He looks great. Yeah. And, you know, their weapons will get better as the season goes. Not like he has a ton of weapons. You see the chemistry with Edelman is, is there. I think Harry can be Burr, something. How about Bird? Forward. Five years. How about How about Bird, the veteran out of uh, South Carolina? I mean, coming up with uh, yep. his six catches tonight in seventeen. I mean, he was the, the, he was seen to be wide open. I'm like, I just you know when when offense coordinators make these plays, we all know they do. I just I just wonder when Bill heard that in his headset. I'm like, and maybe he approved it, but I'm like, he can overrule it. And I'm like, geez, you know, you're running. It's so obvious in the formation. There was no movement. There was nothing. <laughs> nothing. I mean, you know, he could he could have you know wounded everybody. And I had Seattle I too, and too. I actually, <laughs> I thought to myself, I thought to myself, wow, this is going to be impossible to stop. But I hope they just sort of run it right up the middle and do something like you know what I mean. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I hope they just sort of run it up and we got a chance. Like, and they don't do anything and, creative, and then they don't. Like, uh, yeah. they they don't. And, and, dodge the dodge the and bullet. I was thinking the opposite. And I'm thinking the opposite, going, uh, okay, they all know it's going to be Cam up the middle, and he does well running so far with the Patriots out of the shotgun in that situation. But I'm like, no, they're not going to do it. And then I'm watching, there's no movement. It's like a big jumble. It's like something I would run on. I, I wouldn't even run that play on Xbox or PlayStation. I wouldn't even do it. I mean, you've know, you got to put somebody in motion. Something's got to happen there. The Chiefs got away with one earlier in the day, too, which was weird, oh. in which it was fourth down. And they hand it off. And I always hate that. You hand it off. It's like, dude, yeah. really? Like, this is kind of risky handing this off behind the line of scrimmage like this. Especially when, like, you know, it was like half a yard, an inch or whatever, a couple of inches. Like, I was surprised they just didn't do it with Mahomes. And then later, they kicked the 50-yard, mm-hmm. the 53-yard field goal. They don't go for it on fourth and one. They're like, oh, Buncher yep. will make the kick. The dude made three in a row, Pete. Like, the, <laughs> there was timeout stoppages. I, I know. It's pretty crazy, man, that he that he makes it from 58. And if he misses that, there's another coaching decision. But I guess when you win a Super Bowl, you can do it. You know what I'm saying? If you're Andy Reid. But, wow, no Pete. Question like, about you, it. Missed, you missed that field goal from 58 yards in overtime. The other team is already in field goal range, essentially. The Chargers are. Like I said, like, you and I do that and we're coaches. They'd be like, who the hell's this Shepherd idiot? Who's this Morency idiot? What the hell's uh, he doing? You can't uh, kick this 58-yard uh, field goal. I thought Bucker, he deserved three. I, I think somebody said it during on the game. Yeah, he three game three winners. Game when he kicks. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there's no no question about it. Yeah, but Chuck the other Green, best I kicker I saw in the cut. Yeah, and the other great kicker I saw this week, and I know you watched the game from my Hurricanes. How about that kid? 46, oh, yeah. 42, 58. Boom, boom, boom. They don't have oh, kicking my. problems anymore. 
Hey, they're they're a good football team. Oh. I was wrong. I'm glad we hit the over. I was wrong about that. But De'Ara King just brings that confidence. They have a little bit of swagger. And I like the fact that they got the swagger without the stupid chains on the sidelines and like acting all like crazy. Like they, you know <laughs> what I mean? There's there it's rained in here. Dangerous football team, fun football team. Louisville are pretty good. And yeah. Miami went went in there and and smacked them around. What do you <laughs> think about the uh I want to get to the Celtics? But uh, yeah. I want to ask you, what, what do you think about the Monday nighter? I've had a lot of handicappers on the show over the week, and they're kind of torn. Even guys that are in Vegas, actually, that, so they're not you know, biased from the homerism yet uh, already. But me personally, me personally, I think the Raiders mm-hmm. plus the five and a half are, are a live dog here. You know, Drew Brees is only averaging like 4.9 yards. Like, he, does, he can't throw the ball down the field. And they they don't have Michael Thomas. Sean Payton yep. is very creative. So you know they're going to come up with stuff with Taysom Hill, and they're going to run Kamara. And they're, they're, they're not saying they're not going to score, but I think the Raiders might be a little better than people give them credit for. And getting five and a half points, no fans, obviously, but I think Josh Jacobs is the real deal. And I'll roll the dice with the home underdog here. What's your take on this game? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you, but I, ha- you know, I'm going to take the Raiders tomorrow. There's no doubt, no doubt about it. But again, they didn't have a lot of pass rush against the, in the opener against Carolina. The Saints are no one ever talks about the Saints defense, which is it's pretty darn good. If, if you it look is. at it, they're, they're pretty good, um, and they'll be the first NFL team to have a road game in Vegas. That shouldn't mean anything. Who cares about that? It's just they might as well be playing on the moon. But I'm I'm with you. I I think that the uh, the Raiders can put up. Some, I like the over in this game too. I know Michael Thomas isn't in, but you know what? You look look look. Seattle's supposed to have one of the best defense in the league, right? Well, how'd that work out? I mean, it's early, it's yeah, week exactly. two. No one's going to know anything about anybody, Gabriel. Ten and, and you five know this. to the so over. This week, like, ten and five to the yeah. over. So with one game left, ten and five yeah. to the over. We. I agree, and, and not till like week six or seven. Are we really going to have? I mean, these guys have not played. Nobody's played exhibition games. It's been limited, so expect the unexpected. So I think absolutely the Raiders are a, are, are a big live dog, and despite not playing in front of anybody in that beautiful uh, new stadium, I think it's going to be a hell of a game. That's another one I think goes right down to the wire. I wouldn't go nuts because Michael Thomas is out of the game and go, oh, the Raiders are absolutely going to win, blah blah blah, cover. Uh, because New Orleans defense is much better than the Raiders, but the Seattle defense on paper, and I know they got banged up tonight and had some injuries during the game, looked better on paper a little bit than the Patriots, uh, but it's still, you know, one of the highest scoring games of the day. I, I will say my heart goes out to a little bit to Atlanta Falcon fans. Good well, Lord. <laughs> how, how many times, how many times can, can they let Quinn do this? You know, you know what I'm saying? Like before, uh, how many times can they blow blow these leads? And you don't get this. In the last nine years, guys, in the last nine years, only three times have teams been up by 15 points with under eight minutes left in an NFL game and lost. Then it's mm-hmm. happened to Dan Quinn two of the three times now in the last nine years. Like, and you know, it, you, know it, you look at you look at the Super it, Bowl, you know. To me, though, yeah. it's the crazy. Yeah, it's just it's just constant with these guys. It's constant. Like I don't, and I know. Let's yep. he's not a bad guy, and you know, it falls on the players as well to at some point man to freak up, man, 
and, and make a play and know, all right, we're losing. This is slipping uh, right now uh, for us. But it's just, it keeps happening. It keeps happening. There's too much talent on this football team. I got to believe, listen, if they don't beat the Chicago Bears, they're hosting the Bears next week, minus three. Falcons minus three. If they don't beat the Bears, I got to believe Quinn's fired. Oh, I, th- I think so. And I think Matt Patricia might be right behind him. Uh, and I, I text, you know, my, my buddy Craig, my partner. So it's 14 to three. And I, you know, I, I usually go phone silent. I go, I don't like, I don't text during <laughs> games because I just don't do it. Uh, but since the Patriots are playing at night, I had my phone on today a little bit and, and watching the Tampa Bay game and on red zone and everything else. So the, uh, the Lions are up 14-3, so I text my partner. I was like, hey, don't worry. I said, just score one more, one more touchdown, and Green Bay will have you right where they want you. Well, no, no, exactly. it didn't take that long. What, what, no, what a disgrace. <laughs> I was on live. I do, I do a show live during the 1 o'clock games, and I said, Green Bay are minus 148 on the money line right now, guys. I said, well, you think they're not coming back and winning this game? <laughs> like, I said, you don't think they're coming back? Yeah. Clearly. Coming back, right? Listen, time has just <laughs> flown by here, Pete. Hang in here. I'll just keep you for a couple of minutes. I want to get your take on the Celtics sure. uh, move moving forward uh, here. Pete Shepard, gotcha. ESPN Florida, kicking it with us. Sports Rage Late Night continues. Vent your rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Portraits late night continues. <clears throat> I am Gabriel Morenci. Throwing it down Sunday night. We've got a ton of stuff to get to. We're going to recap it. My condolences uh, to everybody uh, tonight because no matter how how well you did uh, betting the games, and I see a lot of people in our live chat uh, did very well uh, today. Good stuff. Uh, no matter how good you did, uh, my condolences to your fantasy football uh, team uh, because oh. um, there's there's no way that you dodged it. <laughs> Um, I actually did, but I lost George Kittle last week, so I'm not shedding a tear for anyone, Pete. <laughs> you know what I mean? But holy <laughs> crap, man. You want to talk about injuries uh, today. Saquon Barkley, most likely done for the year. Uh, Nick Bosa, most likely done. Done. He's done for the year. Jimmy Garoppolo's out for, for a little while with a high ankle sprain right now. Drew Locke was looking good at quarterback for the Denver Broncos. He's out yep. for uh, for two to six weeks right now. Um, you know, we, we Raheem Moster, he's going to be out yeah. for a couple of weeks. Paris Campbell, Malik Hooker, Cam Akers, Brashad Perryman, Bar. yeah, Brian Jones, Sterling Shepard, Solomon Bar, Thomas, Akers, Perryman, Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's crazy. It was, like I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, and and you know. It's funny, you know, the Chargers, I think, were snake bit in the last couple of years during OTAs. You know, you saw some sex, but this is uh, this is uh, devastating. And, and I, I know people will say, well, you know, it's because of conditioning or lack thereof. And they never preseason. No, but these are some major, major. And Saquon Barkley, the first time he went down, I thought he I thought his elbow was going to come unhinged. And then he gets back up there. And then it's the very next play, Gabe, the very yeah. next play. Yeah. Uh, 
I, I was absolutely, uh, it was, a, you know, that's why I do FanDuel and DraftKings because I can avoid all that drama. <laughs> I was in fantasy football leagues for many years. I just, I just go with the other. I'd rather just go to the game day sites and just do it that way. That's all you can do when yeah, season-long fantasy, that's <laughs> all it is. Like, it's a lot of just sort of luck. Like, of, yeah. of, did your guy get hurt or not? You know what I mean? Like, who got hurt? Did your guy get yeah. like Like, anyone that has Saquon Barkley, you probably took him second overall in, in, in the league. Second or third Absolutely. overall. Probably second overall. So, how do you replace your mm-hmm. second overall guy? Right? No, but I'll be honest. And then last week, imagine the poor guy's year this year. Like, 15 carries for six yards uh, in week one, uh, too. You know, it's crazy. And I'll tell you what. Like, if anyone thinks they're going to scratch the preseason moving forward, no, nah, man. They're going to bring the preseason back. You know, I, I uh, we have Dr. David Chow on, all right? ProFootballDoc.com. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah. um, he was he was the Chargers doctor for 17 years. He's a regular now on he's our great. shows. Yeah, very smart guy. And like so, he's on every day with us and game day, and uh, you know a couple of times a week, etc. So he was on today during the games, and I asked him point blank. I said, "Is this you know no training camp or you know you know is what's what's is there a reason or are these just freak injuries like what you know?" And he said, "Well, this is a little over the top right now," but he said. Even with training camp, NFL teams always are prepared for like the early season injuries. It's gonna happen because you know, you know, you, no one's really playing at a, at a big pace in the preseason, anyways. But he brought up the fact that basically these guys are so strong, Pete. They're such, they're built mm-hmm. so big, they're so fast, they're so strong. Yet you can't make your ACL stronger. You know, he basically stated yeah. like. All those star guys, like Nick Bosa's ACL is not stronger than you and me, despite all the beer and crap in our bodies, Pete. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> vodka. Vodka. <laughs> and vodka, yeah, I hear you. So, yeah, me too. <laughs> so, yeah, so he's basically just talking about, like, you get these massive bodies, and they're turning on a dime. They're turning quickly, reacting, and it's just too much for the ACLs. Something to think about uh, moving forward, but holy crap, the carnage, man, like across the board today. Unbelievable. It was unbelievable. And then you had, you know, Terod Taylor leaving with a stomach ailment, uh, right, right, a kick. Nobody knew about that. I wanted to ask you that. I was like, when I knew you asked me to come on today, I was like, geez. And and Herbert wow. comes in and plays. I mean, you can't play, ask any better than that. I mean, my God, they take three chances in overtime for – uh, you know, uh, for the Kansas City to pull out. But what were you up to? I don't know if you had, did you have the Chargers today at all? What was going through your mind when you heard about that? No, I jumped in. And you know what's funny? I had the Chiefs already in a money line parlay. And and when the Chiefs were down, I jumped in on the Chiefs again. I was kind of confident they were to come back, although it was, a, it was a freaking scare. But I'm not going to lie to you, Pete. Yeah. I, when I saw Herbert was in moments before the game, because no one knew. He didn't even know. No one no knew. One like, knew. It's not like, Nobody it wasn't knew. like, oh, yeah. it was a secret, and oh, they, oh, Ty, they threw Tyrod under the bus. No. Herbert did not know. They literally told Herbert moments before they went on the field, you're in, you're starting. And and I thought, I thought, oh, boy, they're going to get killed. I, I'm not going to lie. I didn't think they were going to nearly win the game with, with Herbert coming in. And I yeah. kind of liked Herbert at Wood Oregon, mm-hmm. but you know, I still thought, oh, man, you're, you're getting thrown in here. This isn't planned. Yeah, you haven't taken the reps with the ones. You're getting you're playing the Chiefs here. But you know what this is reminiscent of? It's amazing how Tyrod loses his job. Somehow nearly lost his job to Nate Peterman. Uh-huh. But remember That's early right. in the season, it was the Thursday night game against the New York Jets. And Tyrod Taylor got hurt. And 
Baker Mayfield came in. Yeah. Led the comeback. They never went in Cleveland. Everyone got all yep. excited. And that was bye-bye Tyrod. How the hell do you go back yep. to, to Tyrod now? You drafted this kid. I, I don't think you can. He, he looked but as good Buffalo, as he did. You remember, You're leaving this kid in. You're, yeah, absolutely. And what happened in Buffalo, you remember this because we talked about this on our show, that when pe- they tried to tank it, except Peterman started winning games and it backfired on him. And then we had to watch that ridiculous, horrible, hideous playoff game against Jacksonville with 8,022 punts. Remember? And that's yeah, all because the I, Bills yeah. tried, to, tried to tank that year and they backfired on him. <laughs> but McDerm- anyway, McDermott wanted uh, to lose, different. and the players spited him. <laughs> I know. He was like, yeah. The best is, is I, never, I was mad, too. I'm like, who the hell benches a quarterback of a first of a playoff team? I was like, they, you were five and three. What the hell are you doing? We're five and three. Well, we want to get a look at Peterman. And I remember Doug, yeah. at McDermott's dad at the time, was, and it angered me at the time because I'm like, for the love of God, we haven't made yeah. the playoffs in 20 years, coach. But he said, <laughs> said, I'm not here to go to wild card games. And then after the season, he blew the team up. You know, stra- everyone, yep. like he started trading, getting rid of everyone, of the playoff team. And he said, he said, that team wasn't going to a Super Bowl. And I was like, all right, pretty cocky, coach. You better be right about this. And take it a little while, mm-hmm. but the Bills are definitely going in the right direction. But I agree with what you stated earlier. And it's going to be a battle, man. The Patriots have won 11 straight the division titles. And they're not going to give it up that easy. You see Cam Newton's the real deal. They have a good football team. The Patriots' defense will be fine. Russell Wilson's just MVP caliber, unstoppable uh, right now. All right, Pete, so we've got a couple of minutes left here, and I appreciate your time. Yeah. Um, Boston Celtics, things got emotional and heated uh, after they were down two games to none. Marcus Smart flips out. Him and Jalen Brown get into it. Uh, you know, Smart's flipping out at everybody on the team, but, like, I guess Brown, like, fought back. Got pretty ugly. Brad Stevens had to meet with everybody to chill everybody out. But the basketball team responded. And, you know, we got a series uh, right now. But as someone that knows what it's like uh, being a Raptor fan about being down 2-0, you cut it to 2-1, the next game still an absolutely have-to-win game again. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, the Celtics are in a must-win situation again. You can't get down 3-1. No, and I, I, look, I picked the Celtics in seven before the started. I thought it would be every game would go down to the wire, and I'm changing it to the Celtics in six. I don't think they're going to lose again. Um, look, they should be up three games to none. Everybody knows it. Uh, the difference is that they actually played well in the third quarter. They actually outscored the Heat, I believe it was 26-24 in the third quarter. Uh, they didn't take their foot off the gas. There was that one game against Toronto where they were up by like 18 or 19, and they stepped, put the pedal to the pedal. I think they beat them. They were up by 30 at one point, and they won by like whatever it was, 25. And I'm not saying that's going to happen the rest of the way, but they're a better team. Gordon Hayward back, and he had what I call, I love, the mini triple-double. Six points, I think five boards, four assists, but made a <laughs> tremendous difference. Played 30 minutes where a lot of people thought he was going to play like 14. And him being in there makes a total difference. They had Brown, Tatum, Walker, Smart, all score. 20-plus points. They're a better team than Miami. They figured out the stupid 3-2 zone, which I figured out in junior high basketball. For some reason, it just took Brad Stevens, who's a great coach, and so is Spelser, by the way. But it just took him a, a half a game to figure it out. And they did figure it out. And now we'll see what Miami counters with. Because straight up, the Celtics are simply better. And I don't think they're going to lose a game the rest of the way, game. I really don't. Especially oh, with Hayward back in there. Yep. 
bold, I mean, in, bold in this, from, in this series, I'm not, I'm, in this, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, in this, yeah. in this series, because they yeah, should be a, up three games to none. We all know it. They should be up three games to none. Well, listen, now, now you're going to get Miami's punch back. Jimmy Butler goes off after. Now it was Jimmy Butler's turn. So Jimmy Butler basically is is pissed, and he said, it gets old, man. He goes, I'm tired of us spotting teams like these massive leads all the time, and we're always just trying mm-hmm. to come back. So, you know, you're going to get some focus. For the record right now, updated series price at FanDuel right now, Pete. Miami Heat minus 142. Boston Celtics plus 116. Uh, series price, mm-hmm. if you think Boston are going to run the table right now, plus 340. So you know what? They don't even think you're that crazy. I'm surprised it doesn't pay more. Plus 340, Boston Celtics to win in six right now. Boston to win in seven yeah, is plus 250. Look, I'm going to be all over. And the fact that the last game, not this game, but the one before that, I mean, they blew the 17-point lead. Okay, lots of teams blow 17-point leads in the NBA. I get it. But they shut out Miami for the first six or seven, six minutes in the fourth quarter of game three. And then they're up by five, and then they let Miami go on. And that, and that was impressive to me. I mean, they outscored it. Was, what, what is it, a 15-2 to two run, whatever the Celtics went on. And then they let Miami go on a 17-7 run and go into a dunk fest, basically, at the end. That ain't going to happen again. I'm, I'm telling you. Uh, my, it's, I, I expect all three next three games to go down to the wire again. I, uh, you know, no question about it. But I think the Celtics are the better team, and they will, they'll, they'll gut it out, and they're going to they're gonna win this in six. And then they'll off to play the Lakers, and everybody will count them out. And it'll be a battle. And even, you know what? And if I'm wrong and Miami plays the Lakers, it's still going to be a battle. Those teams are so similar in so many ways. It's the two best passing teams in the league, the two best defensive teams in the league, and they're not going to let LeBron just, just walk, you know. just it, it, It's, it's going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a little you bit imagine. different. But I expect, yep. you know, the next – yeah, yeah, it'd be great. Boston, LA is all, always good. If if it comes uh, if it comes to that, just you know, so many great memories, especially in the year of Kobe's uh, Kobe's passing as well. All right, listen, uh, Pete, we've yeah. got like about a minute uh, left here. What do you think uh, happens in Game Two of the Stanley Cup Finals? I cashed a ticket. I took the Dallas Stars plus one fifty five, and I've been riding the unders throughout the playoffs, and it's been cashing as of late too. The five and a halfs have been great, so we've been riding the unders. Yeah, this it, you got to believe Tampa, so we you know they sort of get that bounce back um, here. The line is minus one sixty five right now. My gut instinct's telling me Tampa's going to win this hockey game. What's your take on this one? We got about a minute. Uh, I totally agree, and I was with you on. Uh, I was with, I didn't do the under, but I did take Dallas because I thought it was a great play, considering what Tampa Bay went through two nights earlier against the Islanders. I mean, an emotional win, uh, double overtime. And uh, I, I mean, the Dallas Stars are—they're—they're uh, uh, they're a solid team. But I absolutely—I totally agree with you, Gabe. I think the Lightning come back, and uh, and they even the series up at two. Uh, there's no question. I think they are the better team. They're the better team, but that doesn't always mean you're going to win. But I think they will win game two, especially in hockey. Pete Shepard, great uh, stuff. You can uh, check him out uh, with uh, with Sheeman and uh, Shepard, ESPN Southwest uh, Florida throwing it down and we join them on um on fridays and talk Friday. uh, talk college uh, football and uh, talk nfl football pete great stuff we'll get definitely got to do this again in the late night hours thanks for joining us pete whatever you need buddy you're the best pete shepherd espn florida great stuff sports rates late night continues and your rage bring it
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. All right, time just flew by with Pete Shepard. Great stop by with Pete. We'll definitely get him on again. I used to join Pete on the Patriots postgame show, and it's crazy because I hate the Patriots, and I always thought it was nuts that I was on that network. It was, what is it, W-E-E-I? <laughs> I was on with Field Yates and, and all these guys. And they, I give credit, though, man. They're hardcore. They like to bet in Boston, right? So they had, like, best bets, and I'd come on with my best bets. I'd come on to, like, literally – like 10 minutes before kickoff. Like, I'd hear the like the music in the background for the stadium. Down and down and down. You know, the uh, the Bush Glycerine, whatever they play all the time. I'd, I'd hear the music. So, um, in level two, we'll run the gauntlet. And um, and um, what's up, McKinnis? Andrew McKinnis in the house. Get McKinnis's take on this uh, hockey game. Um, got a live chat banging here this evening. Always banging on NFL uh, Sundays. Always banging every night, but. Uh, everyone's talking about what cost them today. Who ruined your Sunday? Of course, one of our all-time uh, most popular TV segments, Who Ruined Your Sunday? Uh, we'll get into the radio edition of it uh, in level two, although I killed it, man. Very few people ruined my Sunday. But one guy that did screw me, Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings, and Mike Zimmer and the Minnesota Vikings, and our boy uh, our boy at Master Control. What was your parlay? Um, what was it 40 bucks for 3300 30 bucks? And it was it was ten bucks for three thousand three hundred and sixty eight. I had a ten team parlay, and the Vikings screwed me, buddy. The Vikings were your only loss, nine and one. You know, if you just bet all those games individually, you would have been up. Yeah, but like you know what? Like I, I just don't wager like that. You know, like I'm a yeah, cheapskate. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're playing. You're looking. You're looking for the uh, the lottery ticket. Nine Indeed. and one, great picks. Yeah, the Vikings are a disgrace. Like, think about that. Think about, like, and the Vikings cost me today, too. Think of, like, so our boy Yang, he would have won $3,300 for $10 today. Kirk Cousins and the Vikings screwed him. Think of all the people around America right now that, like, got screwed over by the Vikings. Like, like millions of dollars. Like, they're ruining the American economy, Kirk Cousins. You don't care about dying about coronavirus. You're killing people. Like, People are going to starve to death because of you. Fourth night, bring it. <laughs> 